down below But you don't know that you're in a bit of a mess I'm the one from whom your mother told you to run and hide Oh, shoot <laughs> it's Friday, October 23rd, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. On this episode, singer-songwriter Sky Wallace drops by for a little inside music, as well as she performs two amazing versions of Warriors and Blood Moon live right here in Lemon Press Studios. All that and so much more starts now. <laughs> Here we are, coming at you from Lemon Press Studios in the Distillery District, downtown Toronto. Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Waste of time. Welcome. How are you? Are you good? Are you good today? I sure, I, oh, I sure do hope so. I sure do hope so. Oh, gosh. My guest today, the very talented Sky Wallace, joins me in studio, and oh man, this is a good one. Wait till the end, where she performs. It's powerful. You're gonna dig it. You're gonna become a fan. Fend? Fan. Sky Wallace. Um, we're all gonna die, so enjoy every minute, everybody, of every day. I. Friday morning, I just drove uh, to Lemon Press Studios here, and uh, the episode's a little late because I started doing the intro last night. I did it at the studio yesterday, and then I something messed up with the audio file. Then I got back home and I had to record it at home, and it was such a it was too NPR-ish. I couldn't I couldn't project like I do here in in the studio, so. I'm like keeping it quiet is the worst intro ever. So I'm I'm just thought I'll come early and do it. But on the way over here, I heard on the radio that Hurricane Patricia, or Patricia, if you will, the largest ever hurricane ever recorded, has been recorded. It's happening. The largest. It's about to make landfall today on the west coast of Mexico. Winds up to 320 kilometers an hour. Category five hurricane. Largest. Ever. This has never happened before. That and and like three weeks ago, for the first time ever, there a they documented three like category four hurricanes developing at the same time in the ocean, over the oceans, and that's never been and that, that's never happened either. So we're fucked. I feel like this is it. 
I blame Justin Trudeau. What the hell? How has he not prevented this hurricane? I don't know. Trudeau? Really, you're going to have a Category 5 hurricane hit Mexico on your first days? <laughs> I love that because that's actually happening online. People are already uh, criticizing how he hasn't yet done anything that he's promised. Is he even in office? I don't think so, right? I don't even think he's... <laughs> how Trudeau, Patricia, how could you let this happen? Hurricane Patricia. Uh, I, I have to play you the intro that I did yesterday, last night. It's so... I couldn't play it, so I'm going to do it um, here. It was so low-key and, and weird. Let me drop it right now, just to give you an idea why I decided to not. Welcome, welcome to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. That's right. We're going mellow today. We're going NPR style. We're going... Yeah. Oh, wasting your time. Welcome. Thanks for listening. Always, I appreciate you listening. This is NPR mode because... Um, you know, I'm in actual, real Lemon Press Studios, the original... I've told the story before of how I've wanted to do this show for a few years. And, oh, hold on, hold on. So good. Oh, so sweet. Mr. Bennett, coming at you. I went with the mellow version because, well, I'm getting to it. Give me a second. Waste of time. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> such a good song. This is the thing. It's uh, late, and I'm doing this from the original Lemon Press Studios. Like I said, I, I've told the story before. I've wanted to do this. <laughs> All right, enough of that. So here we are. Here we are. By the way, thanks to Jeff Paul for uh, putting me on his show on uh, Wednesday night at the Underground Cafe here in Tanana, Tarana. And uh, man, what a fun show! It's in one of those uh, weed rooms. There's there are weed rooms in Toronto. There's like I don't know, maybe a handful, half a dozen, a baker's dozen, in, I think that's six, or so of um, these rooms where people just go go. They bring. They don't sell any, but uh, they just people bring their things, and um, like weed, and they smoke it. So you get. I got a little contact high. I got to be honest. It was a um, fun, fun, fun show. So thank you, Jeff Paul. All right, if you're listening. I actually blame the Blue Jays for Hurricane Patricia. 
This is a conspiracy. This is a Major League Baseball conspiracy to get the Blue Jays um, off their game. All right. Do you get Osuna? He's Mexican. Off his game. That's it. That's all I'm going to say for now. Um, let me just get to my guest today because, like I said, it's a good one. And uh, stick through all the way to the end of the episode uh, where she performs in studio, and you're going to love it. Also, be sure to go to skywallace, S-K-Y-E, wallace.com, and uh, grab her uh, album. Her uh, 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 album. Uh, 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 drop, drop, drop the jingle. You and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People I need to lose, sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion, comedy You sound good. And uh, that is, of course, my guest that's sitting uh, in here across from me in Lemon Press Studios. Uh, that's how for d- debut album, I'm going to say. Uh, it's not, but not. it's uh, probably my most... Uh, Acclaimed? Yeah, yeah. The, the most accurate to what I'm um, actually doing now. <laughs> the album is called uh, Living Parts, and uh, it's a great album. I recommend you get it. Cover to cover, very, very good. And uh, she sits in here. Uh, across from me once again, Sky Wallace. Hey, everybody. How are you? <laughs> Very good. How good. are you? I'm great. Thank you for doing this, oh, by the way. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is um, this is fun. First of all, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Belated. Are you one of these people? So your birthday is on the 21st? Yeah, it was yesterday. So you're a cusp Libra? I'm a cusp, yeah. What do you what do you consider yourself? Um, I mean, I I go by Libra because that is technically what I right. am still in the in Not the group. Libra right here. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. October fourth. Oh my gosh! Go. Oh, that's uh, fortuitous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I apparently, I mean, I don't know any astrology things, but I I um uh, have some attributes that might be considered Scorpio. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, a lot of my personality. Yeah, traits. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, there you go. And so happy. Are you one of these people to celebrate for more than a day, like a week or like well, your birthday week? It wasn't really intentional, but it's kind of what happened. It kind of <laughs> happens because especially if uh, I'm assuming in your case, as well as mine, uh, you have kind of people, friends and family all over the place. So when yeah. you, by the time you make your way to one of those places, it's yeah. like three, four days after your birthday exactly. and it's a birth- it turns into a birthday celebration. Yeah. And not everybody's like available all the time. So then you end, oh, well, let's do a thing on this day and this day and this day. And you know, I have a show on Friday. So... Uh, you know, that's going to be a birthday party, etc. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which will plug that show, which incidentally sure. is actually tonight. Oh, right. This drops on Friday in the future. But for you right now, listener in the present <laughs> or maybe in the past, who knows when you're listening to this, <laughs> it's the Internet. You can listen anytime. Uh, let's uh, give a quick plug. We'll do it again at the end. But uh, tonight at the Dakota, mm-hmm. a great venue, by the way. Yeah. That's a great live entertainment it's venue. Listed if you've as, ever a, been there. as a blog to you is number one venue recently. Yeah, apparently. it's just great. Great, yeah. great vibes in there. Mm-hmm. Vibes. 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 Yeah. So tell us about the bill. Uh, so it's myself and... And Jenny Ritter, who's a folk artist from uh, Vancouver, which is where I'm also originally from. Uh, we're, it's a double bill, the two of us, uh, full bands each, full energy show. Uh, the slot is the six to nine slot at the Dakota. They have the early show and then the late show where the earlier show. I'll be on right at around seven. Jenny will be on right at around eight. And you said this is a little bit heavier than <laughs> yeah. what you're used to. Well, we had a rehearsal the other day and it was like, oh, this is like... Yeah, it's like uh, really giving her. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> like pedal to the metal. Not that we're doing metal. It's definitely still like uh, steeped in folk, but... Right. Yeah, yeah. More, more on the charged. heavier, heavy folk. Yeah, heavy folk. Yeah, there we go. Heavy folk. I can get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> so just to touch again in your birthday, you went to Whitby, you were saying? I did, yeah. You did? Well, you have family there? My grandparents are there. Your grandparents yeah. are there. That's fun. Go yeah. spend the, the day with the grandparents. Yeah, yeah, it was have, nice. Is that your nearest family to here, Toronto, would be your grandparents in, in Whitby? Yeah, I'd say so. I've got some in London. I've got some in uh, like Barrie area, up north in Vancouver and in Newfoundland. So... All over the place. <laughs> All over the place. Those are the closest ones. What's though. the story there? Uh, uh, military family? Uh, well, yeah, actually. Well, my, my grandfather's in the Air Force, but he's from Newfoundland. Okay. Uh, my grandmother's from Scotland. Uh, my dad's parents are from up north. Uh, and then we, we originally were from Ontario, uh, but then we moved out to the West Coast about 10 years ago as a, as a family unit. Right. Uh, so I spent the last, you know, eight-ish years in, in Vancouver. Family being? My mom, my dad, my brother, my sister. All right. Yeah, so the five Three of us. kids. And the parents yeah. moved to where, Vancouver? To, uh, well, we moved to the Sunshine Coast. Sunshine Coast. Which Let is me where, just, uh, uh, ju- by the way, Sunshine Coast, probably one of the most beautiful places right? in the fucking world. Like, yeah. And you lived there. I did. Yeah. I went to high school there. Wow. Yeah. The, That's like, amazing. The Beachcombers was yeah. filmed there. Yeah. So I knew all about the Beachcombers. <laughs> oh my God. That's an amazing place to go to school, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. It was very cool. It was very small, very, uh, you know, you got to be your own creative self. Small and picturesque. Yeah. Is, is it more of an artistically supportive kind of area? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's the population there? Do you know? Oh, I have no idea. It's, uh, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give a number because I know it's going to be off. Yeah. <laughs> well, <'Cause>, Google it. Because <laughs> I'm from small town, but not necessarily super artistically supportive. Right. Because um, c- there's these little pockets of small towns where, again, you can thrive creatively and, and there's just uh, a lot of juice there. But I'm from a place, love it. It's just not the most um, artistically, su- like if right. you're a realtor, that's like, wow, <laughs> you made notch. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... Well, it's, it can go either way with small towns. It can go, you know, small town, small minded, or it can be rather microcosmic in terms of, you know, the creativity support. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Like 
I I would say mine would be the the sorry Moncton anybody from Moncton oh. listening, but this oh, is the reality sorry, of Moncton. it. Oh yeah, take that. <laughs> I appreciate you listening. If you're listening from Moncton right now, did you get into the? Uh, so what did you do in Whitby? What did you do for the birthday? Uh well, we went to an Italian restaurant. Okay. Yeah, I uh, saw my aunt and uncle as well. Uh, we drank so much wine; it was silly. Um, which I is mean, why you're not taking the no. uh, off my offer on Tecates. No, I'm good. Which is wh- <laughs> what I offer all of my guests. But yeah, yeah um, it's not very funny to me right now. The whole wine debacle, but it will be tomorrow. Right, it's too soon. <laughs> it's too soon. All right, we'll let it. We'll let it heal a little bit. So you moved to the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. And at this point, so it was during high school. Yes. Mainly, yep. and then eight years total. Yeah, well, I think, well, it was 10 years ago that we moved there, so I was just here making bang, bang a bunch of numbers, so I, I finished high school there, and then I went to uh, Vancouver on my own after that, so I've been in Vancouver off and on for about seven years. And what did you, when did you discover your love and passion for music? Like, what, did you pick up a guitar at a young age? Was it a piano? Were you singing? It was fairly early on. I, I mean, I started doing dalliances in piano when I was very young, but then I started uh, vocally training when I was about eight so I, I trained for about with a with a coach. Yeah, it was like a like for, at first we did like Kiwanis festivals and that kind of thing, and more like uh, you know the grade system regimented kind of stuff. But then we ventured off into doing like you know different other like making our own curriculum. Basically, he was a Welsh guy, and it was in in Durham region. Uh, so I was with him for about seven years. We were and before before you actually got the coach, you you had only a song on your own. Yeah, but I did a lot. Li- like a lot of live shows and stuff like that? Uh, not not on my own, no. It was just like, you know, at family gatherings. Uh, when I was like four, I memorized the, the Randy Travis tape, you know? Yeah. It was like yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. So when you're eight and you meet this coach, and um, I don't know, if do you, do you remember that? Like- I do. Well, it was an interesting uh, meeting. His name is Garvin. Uh he, he he became like a grandfather to me, like very close relationship. Uh, and how I met him was because my brother initially started taking vocal lessons from him because he would do this Pavarotti voice. He was younger, he was six. And he'd do this Pavarotti voice to all, you know, all the old, old ladies around and he'd like be getting money. And my mom would be like, stop it, stop doing that. And then she was thinking maybe he's hurting his voice. Obviously he wants to keep doing it. So I'm going to take him to get some vocal lessons uh and i saw max doing that and i was like i gotta i gotta get in on that i gotta get on that i was getting in trouble at piano lessons anyway because uh i wouldn't read the music i would just like play by ear and then be like that's not what's written down (laughs) oh really i'd just be uh winging it and i don't know it wasn't for me and that get you in trouble just off book fuck it right Jesus, take the wheel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is your brother Max? Is he still like uh, in the music business? He's or he's acting actually. Now. Okay. Yeah, in, so in Vancouver. In Vancouver. Nice. He finished at uh, Studio Fifty Eight uh, last year, but it involves okay. like he's still doing like musicals and right. the, the the vocal background really still using the chops. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So at eight, you get a, li- mm-hmm. uh, a life coach. <laughs> a life coach. You'd have to. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> I I. Actually, that's probably not that far off. Like, life <laughs> yeah. coaches for kids. Yeah. To, I mean, if you would have said, uh, you know, 20 years ago that we'd be giving our kids antidepressants, you'd probably think we're insane. But now a lot of them they are. kids stressful. Yeah. But um, uh, not to go off track. So you get a, a vocal coach mm-hmm. at eight mm-hmm. and then you get. So it was kind of from a young age. This this was your path. This was yeah. where you were going. Yeah. It was interesting because it kind of like the it just it, it went through a, a series of different uh i don't know just uh different 
thought processes where I was like, you know, I was doing, I was taking lessons. I wanted to like focus on technique. I was doing a lot of like the, um, you know, uh, sorry, the wine, uh, like competitions and stuff like that. And then after a while I wanted to actually take, uh, writing seriously. So I intentionally veered away from technique, but it, it's been really nice to have a, like a foundation. How old were you when you started writing? Uh, well, like, uh, writing shitty pop songs when I was about 12 ish. Uh, then I started writing shitty songs on banjo that I don't really play when I was like 13-ish. And then by 15, I picked up the guitar and then I started writing passable And that's when you started music. playing guitar. And, yeah. and did that come easy to you because you had a background in yeah. piano and, and just yeah. musically inclined, obviously? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, just really basic at first, but it was, you know, I, I wanted to do it. I was just drawn to always be doing it. So what was that first show that brought you from like family gatherings and competitions and stuff mm -hmm. like that? What was that first show that kind of, um, you know, uh, broke through that where it was like, okay, this might actually be a, a thing. Yeah. Uh, probably it was, it was weird. It was a talent show in a neighboring town. So like not my high school. It was in Seashell, BC and it was at their, talent show i don't know why i was doing that i can't remember why they wanted me to do that but somebody got me to come out and do this and uh it was like one of my first shows publicly with my guitar and how uh, old were you at this point i think i was 16 so you've been playing guitar for about a year and yeah, a half maybe like, wasn't good right but like whatever and i was let's give it a whirl and i went and uh i was it was so i was playing these really like quiet nice folk songs originals was, or, or i think one wasn't two were originals one was a like an eva cassidy song that to me is 16 that's yeah. <laughs> pretty impressive thank you um but there's there's this one part of the story there was this guy in the front row who was just like he had tattoos like like just shitty prison tattoos he was bald and he looked so angry and he was just like staring me down for this whole song really i was just like oh my god like is he gonna beat me up like, i'm sorry like these are I, these songs are pretty nice like i don't know what's wrong what's gonna happen and then at the end of it he just started clapping he and connected. he was like he said folk rock <laughs> and just like did not break a smile he was just so serious <laughs> that's great when you can connect like yeah that. and it's funny because when, as a performer you make these you know you have these preconceived notions in your head and you judge an audience mm -hmm. it's never usually po in a positive way yeah well i mean yeah. uh, this is coming from a comic standpoint right. maybe there's a little more cynicism <laughs> laced into there i don't know no it's, a, it's pretty accurate i think yeah <laughs> i don't know there's just this thing it's kind of like any, w this fear of failure just totally. drives you to judge the audience in ways that if you do fail, you can kind of go, well, that fucking yeah. motherfucker was staring me down the whole time, you know? Totally, totally. Uh, so you do that show. Uh, yeah. You, you connect, obviously. Uh-huh, uh-huh. On a profound level. With yeah. Some more mem uh, for some than others. Yeah. And, and how does that go? So you do... How many songs? Is it two or three? I did like three songs. Three it was songs? just like a quick one. And then I was like, oh, I got to do more. So then I started doing more on the Sunshine Coast. I started uh, deciding that, you know, I, I did like an EP, like a very small EP when I was nine or eight, 18, 19, 19. Anyway, then I started, and then I took that to Vancouver, started playing more in Vancouver, moved to Vancouver. I uh, went on my first tour when I was 20. It was just like a, you know, like a ramshackle little tour. Like I just like pieced together all these little these shows that were, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not, not even real venues, like like little coffee shops where it's like oh we don't really do shows but uh yeah sure <laughs> kind of thing so that yeah that happened a lot but it was i was looking back on it because it was, it was five years ago 
as of like last week or something. So I've had all these pictures on Facebook popping up being like memories. Yeah, that's a new thing that's happening on Facebook. I'm not sure if I'm behind it or not. I don't know. (laughs) But it did offer some, you know, very nice memories right recently uh and i was like oh like you go little sky like <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> make it happen yeah. so that was great and now here you are in the big smoke yeah when you moved from the sunshine coast of vancouver did you was there a contrast between i'm guessing because it's such a smaller place sunshine mm-hmm. coast it's a little more nurturing like a little more supportive especially the mentality that you described that the the place kind of has sure did you find a difference when you moved to vancouver because so how old were you yeah. when you moved to vancouver like, uh, like yeah 1920 1920 yeah. and which is scary in itself. Totally. I mean, you're pretty, that's young. To, yeah. To Although like I, uh, like Vancouver, it was pretty close. So in terms of like, like we always went to Vancouver on the weekends. So you knew people in there. Yeah. You kind of, all right. All right. Cool. So it was mm-hmm. like, it was not a completely cold move. Not a completely cold move. No. Right. Yeah. No, there were friends there who would like, at least they would come to my shows kind of thing. Right. You know? And now you're <laughs> in a center where people, it could like, things can change pretty quick because totally. all you need is one, the right person at one of your shows. Mm-hmm. I find here too, just in contrast to Vancouver, uh, in Toronto, there are just so many more people. So at any given show, you could just have all like a, like a bunch of randoms. So you can get the word out about what you're doing. A you lot never quicker, know who's there. Yeah. And yeah. things, things can change. Your life can change so quick. Just one person, you know, show business is a lot of talent, but there's also a lot of luck involved. Anybody yeah. that's made it will tell you that. And uh, so you go to Vancouver, you start doing these gigs. You're kind of mm-hmm. already a little bit mixed into the scene mm-hmm. and and you did that for five years about yeah. before you moved to Toronto? Yeah. So, yeah, it's been about five years that I've been, like, doing this professionally. Other than your unquote. immediate family, your parents and your brother, sister, mm-hmm. any other people in Vancouver that you knew, like, uh, on a f- like on that level? No. No, not at all. Right. Um, like, when we moved out there, it was, uh, was kind of going in cold for, for high school friendships and what have you so but i mean i've done that a lot before i've like i've moved around a lot right uh and so i've gone into a lot of different schools without knowing a lot of people right so tell me about the vancouver scene as far as because i'm curious to know like as a comic uh Mm -hmm. you go there there's a couple comedy clubs there's a comedy mix and and yuck yucks so you'll go do one of those and just by virtue of working one of those rooms you'll meet other comics and then they're like oh come do this show and that show and there's kind of a circuit of shows within that how is the music scene is that kind of similar um is there like a kind of circuit of regular rooms yeah i'd say i'd say like depending on the genre i feel like there are like four or five pockets of different rooms that would suit um there's a lot of really cool things coming out of vancouver a lot of cool programs like the peak performance project was uh it's like this this thing put on by the peak radio station in vancouver that's been a huge uh asset to the scene for the last seven years it's like a big funding program where they're you know boot camp and that kind of thing a lot of funding etc uh in terms of uh just there, there are less people in vancouver than there are in toronto mm-hmm. that's been a big thing that i've noticed is that it's just it is you gotta really push it to get people out uh especially because there is a bit more of that like oh it's like oh go out later you know, that kind of thing it's a little bit more uh i don't know it's just, they're less likely to go out i find in my experience right um yeah but it's, i mean it's it's been a great experience to be in vancouver and still have that base i still i still technically co-base between vancouver and toronto i'm not uh Right, you go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. There is a vibe about Vancouver. It's just kind of so laid back. And there's an adjustment mm-hmm. period. Like, you'll notice, well, maybe you have. Is this your longest stint you've uh, been in Toronto? 
Yeah, it will be. It will yeah, be. I'm like, I, I have a place here. So you'll yeah. probably notice more when you go back uh, this time. But yeah, it, there's like a readjustment period. Like even just to drive back from the airport to wherever you're going, you're like, come on, move people. And yeah. everybody's just so, it's so, just, chill. it's so chill. Which I find that even walking on the street, because being from Ontario, I had that, uh, that Ontario type, like, you know, just like an aspect of my personality where it's like, just get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just out. like what man? <laughs> yeah um, your first ep that you recorded that mm-hmm. you mentioned was that done in vancouver it was done on the coast on the coast yeah all right so oh and that you brought that to vancouver yes yeah and so like, what's the strategy there do you just go to is it like that that age old you just go with your ep to, to record companies and or? um for me i just started like having it as something that people could because i didn't want it to start like you know uh building my team necessarily i was just wanting to like get experience with shows first and like really hone what exactly i was doing so in terms of getting more shows and things like you have to have something tangible so just like getting an online presence getting cds so that people can follow you afterward cards that kind of thing i just kind of like wanted to start building a portfolio and starting somewhere so, so you- i had four songs at the time that i wanted to record that i felt the most comfortable with and right. went with that went on some like you know, radio shows and started doing Little shows and then bigger shows and getting the Sky Wallace word out there. Yeah, yeah, you know that's what you got to do. And where were you, your parents in all this? Were they supportive? So supportive the whole way through. Oh man, like, they knew like when their baby girl was moving to <laughs> to Vancouver at the age of nineteen, they were behind mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, I mean, but you weren't moving too far away. No, anyway. exactly. I visited a lot too. So it's, and it's did they come good. to shows? And oh stuff yeah. Like that? yeah, yeah, they come to shows a lot out there. Is there in any in in music? I mean, the, well, the, the music you create is is kind of it's. Um, it's great. It's beautiful. There's nothing really to to be... Um, because like... Okay, what I'm trying to ask, I guess... So in comedy, because the subject... There's nothing off the table. You can talk about some... You know, all over the scale. Right. So sometimes you may or may not really want your parents to watch right. one of your performances. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any of that at all? Like, do you ever feel like, oh, this song, I'm a little too vulnerable? Um, feel- well, I mean, like, there's one song that... I've started playing recently where I'm like a I'm a woman in like the Civil War who's using sex to get information. So like there are some like, I don't know, ex- there's explicit imagery. There's not really explicit lyrics, but I don't want my dad to think about me doing that. You know, like that, right. that's probably like the most, uh, the closest to that. That's interesting. Yeah. And how does that come to you? How do you, it, it just... Um, I don't. I don't really. I. I kind of just. What's the process there? How do you? Well, okay. So I. Ha- I often start with uh, melody, mm-hmm. like with the music, mm-hmm. and then I like. I really like to focus on like the syntax that feels best, like the one that fits naturally, like the one that is coming as as part of the song, and then like, the words that are closest to that start to fit in. But then I like I can kind of make sentences, and then from there I kind of create like I kind of. Uh, spin a web of a story sort of thing right um i'm really into storytelling like my like i said my family part of my family is from newfoundland so there's that big storytelling culture um and i really do like i really like history and there are a lot of stories embedded within that that i'm really interested in so kind of that's that's fuel for sure that's what i'm inspired that's, by that's i mean i'm drawn to that a lot the uh, storytelling kind of style mm-hmm. of, of of writing because there's not a lot of that happening now now it's all about a catchy chorus and 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 whatnot but you know like joni yeah. mitchell or yeah like yeah that, that kind of storytelling is yeah i, I mean I, I love that so it just comes to you i listened to uh sia one time doing oh, an cool. in- yeah. interview and she i think it was on stern i'm pretty sure and um she was 
What's her song that? What's the song that Rihanna did? Um, uh, it was a Sia song. I, I know that chandelier song. The, the, the chandelier <laughs> one, and then there's um, shit. It'll come to me, yeah. but there's a song Rihanna ended up doing. That's a Sia song, and um, she was showing the writing process. And yeah, she just starts with the, the melody, and she's just—it's like gibberish coming out. She's yeah, just exactly. Kind of mouthing. Just is like that fitting, how you do it? Yeah, you just fitting the syntax in is really important. Like just like, oh, this is how I want this line to go, and in that, these words are going to have to be this long, this long, this long, right. and go like this. But you don't necessarily know what those words are at first, so. And then the words just kind of come to you. Yeah. It fits in. It's, yeah. And it's then like a, and then you kind of build the story from that. I feel like, like starting with yeah, a couple words. Yeah. Basically. It's like at this point, at that point rather, it's a collaborative effort between like the syntax working to find the words and then the story coming eventually and then they kind of work together to settle on the words. Right. Yeah. And then you go back and rework and important to find, you know, the right choices. But yeah, uh, yeah that's that's my typical. And are there some songs that, that just come really quickly and other songs you work on for weeks and weeks? Yeah. Um, I find like in my experience in the past, like I usually write songs in like 30 or 40 minutes and I'm done. Um, but recently, uh, not that I have, like I've, I've been trying not to, like I have one session say where I sit down and write and then I just mull it over for a couple weeks and I just like, if I have an idea, I write it down and then I come back to it maybe like a month or two later and then just like sort it out. So that's been really fun. It's kind yeah. of like a work, you just, you don't feel like you're working on it, but you are like, it's in the back of your mind all the time. Um, I want to ask Again, from the perspective of a comic asking a musician, to, just because it's kind of similar in the way that you create something and then you put it out there for people to take mm-hmm. in and it's subjective. I mean, you know, people will take certain things out of it. But in comedy, there's an immediate gauge for success. You get a laugh to right. success. That's, right. You don't get a laugh while well, you might have to work at it or it's not completely done. But it can go as far as people yelling out, you suck. Right. You know, we, hecklers. we get that. Yeah, hecklers. Is there an equivalent to that in music? Like um, when you write a song, are there some songs that don't do as well than others or others that do better with certain crowds? Or People really pick up on your energy, I think. So how you feel about it and how, like what if you're tense about a song, if you're not as rehearsed with a song, I feel like people pick up on that. Uh, and the crowds will always smell blood no matter yeah, what. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but it's like, it's a, it's a tricky thing to decipher because especially the type of music I make, like sometimes people are really entranced and, and are really liking it, but I'm not really getting a lot back. And so I'm like really down on myself. Then I finish the show and everybody's just like, whoa, whoa, like that was the best. And I'm like, really? You liked that? <laughs> I thought so everybody hated it. Funny. And like that happened in, oh, I can't remember, somewhere in Saskatchewan or something recently where I was just like, oh man, like. That sucks. I thought it was a really good show, but like nobody, nobody, I mean, people were clapping, but like, I don't feel like anybody was really digging it. And afterwards, like everybody bought merch, like everybody was like, wow, like tweeting and stuff. It was like, oh, huh. That's so to similar tell. to comedy. That, yeah, that it, happens all the time. You do a show, you're like, fuck. And then people were like, that was incredible. Sometimes people are just like <laughs> chuckling inaudibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let it out, people. Yeah. If you're listening to this, if you're at a show, express when you're in the audience, okay? Mm-hmm. Try a little harder. Yeah. So we don't have to have these conversations. <laughs> Let's talk about the road. Um, mm-hmm. What's, I mean, so how does one go about touring you said your first tour was self-produced you just kind of found these random cafes and and places to to perform and it's still a bit a bit like that always you know if you're if you're doing your own booking that is um my last tour is in the summer and uh it was focused on a 
a bunch of different festivals, which was really nice because you'd basically like you'd have a place to be that you had to be at for a couple of days. So you could kind of recuperate and you could build a tour based on where all these mm-hmm. festivals were. So that was that was great. Um, you got to meet a, a lot of artists that way. Festivals are great for that. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. I played uh, a festival right before a bunch of my my heroes in music, like people that I have listened to for a long time and that was at gateway festival in saskatchewan that was like who are you, who are you playing with okay so it was it was me that was library voices whom i love and then it was uh hayden and then it was john k Sampson, who's like my songwriting hero of all time from the weaker dance uh then joel plaskett and it was oh, just man, like i love i love me some joel plaskett i was like oh man I, like we, we were packing i was like i gotta go see some shows so <laughs> i just kind of went because it was it was like the it was like a lineup made for me is great. <laughs> yeah. I, again, festivals are, are great for that, for meeting people. Mm-hmm. You're, work, you're working with, like you said, people you've admired and yeah. and and revered their work before you even get into it. Totally. And then now here you are uh, working this festival. Yeah. Okay. So, and you're very talented. Oh, you're an attractive young lady. Is it oh. ever threatening to be on the road? Uh, you know, because you, you'll do yeah. shows in bars. Yeah. And again, in bars, you don't have... There's no fourth wall there. You're 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 just part of the th- of the room. Yeah. You're in there uh, on and, and then you're just off stage mingling with people. Have you yeah. ever been in like f- just straight up scary situations on the road? Um, I mean, uh, I th- I feel like I've encountered people who like give me red flags. Right. Who have given me red flags, um, and I've been fortunate enough that I've always been surrounded by people who aren't going to let me you know get into any sticky situations who like you know who um, i've been surrounded by people first of all that's been a good uh, a fortunate thing that that you know sometimes you can't control right you know i've never been alone with any of these people who have given red flags and never suffered any repercussions you know people being weird or threatening or what have you Um, but totally that is something that you have to consider as a woman on your own especially like you know the last i've been like a younger woman like in my early 20s that was even more so because i like i didn't I didn't know anything, and and you know you're just you just kind of trust uh, people yeah. that maybe you shouldn't, yeah, or that totally. your older self would not. Yeah, I wouldn't let me out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's uh, I've been fortunate for sure. But it's it's something that you have to be aware of. Definitely. As supportive as as your parents were, did they did they ever express concern or worry when you went on the road? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, especially because. Uh, certain places there's no cell reception or anything like that so there's no means of uh, you know telling where exactly i am at any point so uh, but they're like i'm sure they they had some misgivings but they were never vocalized they were always very supportive like they are they're, they're just the most supportive parents anybody could ask for the, that's very very key mm-hmm. uh, being on the road and again i ask this because from a comics perspective you have to kind of tame the road after a while. And what I mean by that is kind of learn to control yourself. Because like not drink every night? That's the thing, <laughs> right? I have comics here all the time and right. we kind of talk about that. Because, uh, you know, you first, you're you, when you start out, you just want people to listen to what you're doing. You just want to get it out. And then you get these tours, you go on the road. The first ever time you go on the road is like, oh my God, a free party. Free alcohol. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> free alcohol, complete freedom, period. Yeah. You're on the road. You're staying in a hotel room. Yeah. There's no, You're there to do a job that you love and that's it. That's your only requirement. Show up, do that thing and after that, enjoy. Yeah. And it's like, oh my. You, you can't do that for weeks and And then weeks. you just drink and because it's like party, right? Yeah. And then you come off the road and you're like oh my god and you go back on the road it's party yeah. again and 
Yeah. So have you learned to tame that? The first of Three, all, oh man, <laughs> what's your relationship with uh, drugs, alcohol, all that? Because, and again, I, I ask strictly from a comics perspective because sure. we get paid in alcohol. We yeah, drugs, of course. People will offer us drugs instead of like money. You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, it's it's weird. I feel like I have a duality in my personality where when I'm when I'm at home, like when I'm like right now. I'm just like, you know, like, let's, let's bake some stuff. Let's like make a garden happen. Like, let's not go out as much. Okay. Like Domest- woo. the domesticated uh, life is the rich life. Oh man, it's the best. Um, but I, I do like, I just love drinking, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's really fun. It is a lot um, of fun. So I feel like there's that, that's the other part of my personality is when I do hit the road, uh, I am definitely more inclined to that life. So when I, once I get going, I'm like very into it. And I can go, you know, I shouldn't maybe because like, you know, when you drink and smoke and what have you, you start to lose your voice. Mm-hmm. And that's my primary instrument. And I can't have that. You know, it's like, that's the thing is like, I'm, I feel like um, bodily, I'm able to just keep going. I shouldn't based on my ability to perform. And that's right. kind of key. So kinda the main thing <laughs> that you have to maintain. Respect, tour. respect for the art form. What's your yeah. threshold? How long can you do that? Keep that up on the road until you're like, get me my bed. Uh, I don't know. Um, the three week one we did this year was like pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was by the end of that, I was kind of, uh, but I didn't, ha- I wasn't starting from uh, a, like with a good cushion of energy. Like I was, I was kind of back and forth a lot and I was, I didn't have, like a, a situated household for the last year before that. So I was kind of, I was starting from bare minimum anyway. <laughs> right. Have you ever been, uh, have you ever performed really drunk or high or anything on stage? No, I hate that. Right? Yeah, I hate it. Um, I'll always have a drink on me, um, but I hate, Is I it the know. sense that you're kind of losing, you're less in control? Yeah, totally. I really, like, I don't know if you're just going to make stupid mistakes or something. Like there was this one band that I used to play with in Vancouver and like he was very into like a psychedelic experience kind of thing and like trying new things, very improvisational kind of stuff. Uh, and he would always encourage us to like, you know, like let's, let's you know, vape or whatever beforehand. And, uh, and me and my my uh, compatriot Devin, she was on the road with me for a lot, a lot of the time with, uh, she was a violin player and we would tour with them as well. Um, one time we, we did that and like, Devin was just freaking out and I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I like, I, we just had a horrible time yeah. just like in our heads, just like over analytical. Apparently it wasn't the worst. Like people were like, Oh no, you seem fine. But like, right. we were just like, this is awful. We need to get off stage. I think Devin started edging off the stage yeah. into the backstage area at this festival. The mental mayhem that yeah. comes with it. Yeah. yeah I don't, I'm, I'm the same. I, I performed myself. in like every state, basically drunk high. Yeah. Right? But it's not worth it. I mean, the, the mental mayhem they experienced before leading up to like, oh my God, what am I doing? Can I do this? What, yeah. What's wrong with people that they accept this is a thing, <laughs> a choice of entertainment? You know, I overthink <laughs> things way too, way yeah. too much. But I've done it in every state. But the best state for sure is just completely completely sober yeah ben montench who's um on keys long long standing keys player uh in uh, tom petty and heartbreakers oh, right on. he was the party guy back in the day like mm-hmm. he would get obliterated like cocaine <laughs> like booze everything but never before or during a show Good ever friend. and he priorities priorities and he um he said he just had too much uh, uh, respect for the art form which how can you not respect that? Right. Um, 
a lot more with Sky Wallace. We're going to take a short break here. I'm going to play a song off your album. Um, I'm going to play, uh, I like this one a lot, Ain't It Hell. Oh, right on. That's a good one. Sounds good. That's, um, well, pretty exactly just what I said. It's called Ain't It Hell, and fr- it's from Living Parts, Sky Wallace. We're going to take a uh, three minute and 23 minute, uh, 23 second break. Here it is, Ain't It Hell. episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour Podcast, as with my guest Guy Wallace, is brought to you by Echo One Photography. Whoa, funky beat. This is called Run Past, <laughs> by the way. 
uh, is brought to you always and forever by Echo One Photography, GTA listeners, great tour, Toronto, Arior. This one's for you if you're a musician, actor, comedian, business person, whoever, it doesn't matter, and you need to get some headshots done. Well, look no further. Because uh, Echo One will do that too. Any photography needs. You need them fulfilled? Shit. They'll do that. If you own a business looking to get some product photography done for e-commerce or advertising purposes, look no further. Echo One Photography, everybody. will do that for you. Email Eugene. That's E-U-G-E-N-E at EchoOnePhotography.com and enter J-D-C-H for the Julian Dion Comedy Hour in the subject line for special offers. Do that today. All right. Sky Wallace. Um, oh. we're back. Yeah. By the way, I love that song, Ain't It Hell. Thank you. How did you, again, I asked already your process, but how mm. did that, like, how do you, how it looks, this, uh, sp- this song specifically, give me the story. Okay, so this song is about the Dominion Lands Act of 1872, which is, uh, like the Canadian version of the Homestead Act in the States. Um, that is the, like, what the Canadian government implemented in order to uh, populate the prairies so there weren't a lot of people out west they wanted to like you know increase their the the canadian hold on the the country as a whole i guess the out out west area (laughs) and uh in order to incentivize people to move that way uh they were selling land for like dirt cheap like just like really like pushing the propaganda like demonstrating as this like you know the new world like it's uh it's you know just like farm land as far as the eye can see and just like super bountiful and and just resources out the wazoo uh and this is a story about a woman who ends up going um with her husband to the prairies goes to i think alberta was the one that i chose for this one uh and gets there and realizes that it's uh it's the prairies you know so like not only the prairies but it's it's the prairies in a time where there's no electricity nobody around for like hundreds of miles it's cold it's desolate and there's like so much work to be done and it's just like oh fuck <laughs> so that's the sentiment of the story how the fuck do you feel like do you feel that do you, the, how does that come to you are you first of all you passionate about the subject matter uh, um i i like learning about canadian history it's especially. very fascinating it is it is and especially because i have like a lot of different roots in different places throughout the country um well, like from newfoundland now i've been in vancouver for the last 10 years you know to, to northern ontario a lot of a lot of really interesting things happened in in this country then and especially because it's such a small population a lot of it hasn't been unearthed or, or explored or discussed in popular media i guess or as much i feel like that's it's a bit of like a an up-and-coming thing right it's like you know joseph boyden stories being what they are and like you know, that kind of uh, interest is growing but it's uh, yeah no it's just it's just interesting. Who are your influences? Have you ever been compared to? Because I mentioned earlier okay. Joni Mitchell. Have okay, you ever- so I got a really good a really good comparison recently. Um, Charlie Kerr, who is a friend of mine, he's in the band Japanese Girls from Vancouver. They're awesome. Check them out. Um, we did the show together uh, through So Far Sounds, which uh, put on secret shows throughout different cities in the world, and uh, he compared me during his set to if uh so if Joni Mitchell and Kurt Cobain had a love wow. child and I was like yeah right on <laughs> that's so, that's a t-shirt right that, I would pleased. get a shirt with that ma- yeah that's amazing I might I might did you by any chance see the uh, there's a new Kurt Cobain documentary out called Montage of Heck I haven't seen it yet oh my god it's, it's so, so good. good yeah yeah I watched it the other day it's one of the only sort of things I've seen on him that it's n- there's nothing about his death Except right. the, like that's how it ends, but 
That There's, tends to be the topic of Christ, right, right? Like, which I, this is why I like this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, yeah, they just, they don't address it until the end. And that's how it kind of ends, basically. Right. And it, right. That's nice. Yeah. So it's really just about him. And uh, man, what an interesting cat. It was mm-hmm. weird. Uh, Dave Grohl's not in it. So I kept wondering. I know there's a feud between him and Courtney Love and she's in it. So maybe right. that's... Something to do with it. Yeah. Anyway. I digress. That's an amazing uh, comparison. <laughs> totally. Put that yeah. on the website. Is that too needy? Would that be weird? No, no. Like I think, I think that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would do it. Yeah, I think I might. I might put in the quote section. Yeah. You know. You know. So you're in. Uh, you're in Toronto now. Mm-hmm. You've been here for weeks. Yeah, only weeks. I mean, New I've, import. Um, I've been back and forth for the last little while, like this past year, I'd say. But uh, yeah, now I'm. I'm pretty solidly back here. How are you finding, uh, so, because you spent about, what, five years in Vancouver? Yeah, ish. Or eight? Uh, no, eight? I don't really, it's No, eight difficult. was the Sunshine so Coast? It was, I think it was about, so I went to Sunshine Coast, I was there for 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, so five and five. Mm. I got the numbers wrong earlier. So ten. Yeah. How yeah, Ten years you? total, five in the coast, five in Vancouver. Yeah. And uh, so, well, five years in a scene, I mean, you'll be pretty ingrained and you'll have mm-hmm. your circles and the people that you totally. know. So how is that transition from Toronto? Funny from story. There to Toronto? Funny story about that is there's been like a like really like a mass exodus of Vancouver musicians moving to Toronto. So oh, like at the same go. time, like a bunch of people that I knew quite well moved out to Toronto. It's so similar to comedy. That yeah. The scenes. People <laughs> do that. They kind of move city to city and it just yeah. happens. If, uh, there's a pocket of people. Do you find yourself bonding more with the people that Absolutely. you moved to? Yeah, right? Yeah, you we're like, really we were friends before and now we're like buds. You right, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah uh, I lived in New York for a few years. Okay. And at that time, there was like four other Canadian comics that moved there. Actually, maybe like six six or seven total but yeah, yeah. comics that maybe i would have done shows with once in a while here but you become like so solidified oh, in that, for bond, sure. that bond like it, yeah it's like when you're abroad and you see somebody who might exactly. be from canada and you're like oh dude like maybe you wouldn't really talk to that person in real life but right. because you have this camaraderie of being abroad and you're from the same place and it like, makes it yeah, so much easier best friends yeah i mean anything you can latch on to when making a big it's a big move it's across mm. the country yeah it's true it's a big and country. um it's a very big country so you're kind of then you're you're adjusting well yeah i'm loving it i mean it does help that i'm from ontario that i i right gel really well with the uh the type of person that lives in toronto you know and toronto's kind of like new york in the way that uh like canada's new york in the way that it's the mm-hmm. mecca for everything whether yeah. it's music whether it's the financial industry whether it doesn't matter real yeah. estate it's all, the best of everything is, yeah. is here uh, so you moved here, you're adjusting well, mm-hmm. you like it. Yeah, what's live. what's uh, next? Uh, so I'm doing some recording in the, the wintertime. New album? Yeah. Uh, right now I'm just kind of writing. I'm only doing like a couple of shows, like maybe one or two shows a month right now. Uh, going back to Vancouver for Christmas uh, and then starting recording in like February. Uh, it's going to be with Jim Bryson, who's another like big... Uh, I don't know, just he's an inspiration of mine for sure. Uh, I first saw him... Years ago, I was living in Edmonton for a very short stint, like five months. And during this time, he was he just released that album, Falcon Lake Incident, with the Weaker Thans, who Weaker Thans is my favorite band. Uh, and I was like, oh, I've got to go see that. And I, I saw the show. I was like, oh, blown away. I love it. And I like, I was just like, you know, being really ballsy. And I like went up to him afterwards, like, really nice to meet you. Like, I'm a musician. And we just kind of kept in contact. And he does some awesome uh, production work as well as his uh, his his own 
performing. Right. So uh, that's good. I'm really excited about that. It's going to be great. Uh, January, I'm doing a, a Cameron House residency, which will be really fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. What, yeah. what night of the week? Uh, Wednesday nights at the Cameron House, 10 p.m. slot. Uh, I'm going to use it as pre-production kind of, so kind of just try some things out right. with different people, different special guests, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and what's uh, residency? Is that a month, like four yeah, weeks? Yeah, so a full, full month, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Taking over the big smoke. Yeah. Really fun. It's a good city. What family, uh, was, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can't remember if I asked you on or off mm. mic. Where are you from originally in Ontario? Uh, well, unfortunately, I was born in Scarborough. Oh, no, we didn't touch uh, on that. Sure. <laughs> I would have remembered. But I lived all over. Like, I lived in Kitchener, Waterloo. I lived in Mississauga, Ajax, Whitby. Et right. Cetera. So, when you move back here, your uh, family, your closest families, your grandparents, yeah, you have say. family in London. Yeah, London. Uh, yeah, that also makes a move a lot easier. If you have family yeah, within arm's reach. Absolutely. Kinda... Especially like my grandparents. I'm really close with them all. And like you know, my aunts and uncles I grew up with. It was interesting actually because I was like the first grandchild on, on my mom's side of the family. And my parents lived with my grandparents at the time. They lived in the basement. And my, my aunt and my uncle were both in high school still when I was born. So I was reared in this house full of adults or like semi-adults. So I was kind of like, you know, like a... A collaborative baby. It's really interesting. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that happens anymore as much, yeah. but it used to be. I feel like that, you know, the village raising the child. Do your parents ever come to visit? Um, they or were just they here in August. Oh, nice. they, okay. We actually, um, a really interesting thing happened in that um, my sister and my mother are really big into Ancestry.ca. And there was this one aspect. Of, so my, my grandmother's father, they had no idea where he was from. They had no inkling as to his background they like, he was very uh he was completely disconnected with his family they just didn't know anything about him he was very quiet about his past etc and they found all of this family in montreal this like big italian family that my grandmother is like directly linked to um and so in august they came out and i went with them up to montreal and just like met all of this nice. family my grandmother was just so happy yeah, and just, yeah. Like, she found a place that she really like fit and like she, a lot of things started to make sense just about herself. They all look similar. Right. It, it was so nice. It was great. So that's, that was great to see them then. And I'm, you know, I go back and forth. I'm going to Vancouver for Christmas, uh, hopefully in the springtime. When you get together with a family like that, a family, your family, mm. just a random family. Hey, this family. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, are you ever forced or, or encouraged to play or sing? Totally. Um, like my my one grandfather, uh, he's always like, "Oh, let's sing a song, sing a song for like for." Cause he lives in a home, so a lot of people. It's like a really nice one. Like everybody's really like you know into events and like everybody's very social that kind of thing. And um, uh, he's like, "Sing a song for all all of my friends." And it's like, oh, like I don't have a guitar. Like I'm I'm not gonna sing acapella for these people. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's gonna be weird. <laughs> It's, let's it, just leave it but like but i like i'd love him so I, i'll sing for him by right. by ourselves right right acapella but i don't know i don't know Be uh, weird again there's <laughs> that there's a similarity in comedy too it's like say something funny say That's, something funny oh my god make me laugh oh my god and and the thing is also when people in my case specifically if people get to know me before they know i'm a comic Eight times out of ten, they'll be like, "You're a comic." Like, yeah, they're like, "You're the unfunniest comedian I've ever met." I'm like, "What do you expect me to do? Right? Like, have a flower that shoots water? What am I supposed yeah, yeah, to do? Yeah. I don't understand." Well, I don't know. It's not like you're because that's that's your job, right? It's not like you're gonna emulate that in every aspect of right. your daily life. It's not like I go around like 
singing at the top of my lungs, you know? It's just like, no, that's like, that's my craft. And like, it's not going to be every minute of every day. Right. I don't know. It's- I'm going to start when someone tell, asks me to say something funny, I'm going to say, give me $300. <laughs> I take I take e-transfer, e interact, e-money e transfer. That's all perfect. You, yeah, all they you won't need to, do it. Right. That's right. And <laughs> if they, they do, do, yeah. They made and you say something funny. Yeah, yeah. 300 bones. Yeah. What was, I don't think I asked this question either. What was mm-hmm. the, the original reason for the move to the West Coast? A um, couple of different things. Uh, we, we didn't really find the right place for us in Ontario. Uh, my mom has Reynolds, so the cold is really painful to her. And my sister has like a balanced disability, so she can't really walk when there's ice and snow outside. So just, uh, we were like, Sunshine whatever. Sunshine coast, baby. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like it's very temperate there. It's a rainforest technically. There's like maybe one day of snow a year. Uh, it just made sense for us at the time. We were, we'd been moving around so much that we didn't really have a ton of connection in the place that we were at. And we are just like, well, fuck it. And they're still at the Sunshine Coast, your parents? No, they moved no, to they Vancouver moved. two years okay. ago. Okay. Yeah. So everybody's in Vancouver? Uh, yeah. So my brother, my sister, my mom and dad are all in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Vancouver. Um, okay. I'm so jealous that you got to grow up in your formative years too, mm. in on the Sunshine Coast. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. And looking back now, do you think fondly of it? Like, oh my, do you realize how lucky yeah. you were? I mean, it's so beautiful and I really, I do miss it quite a lot. Um, I mean, I, high school sucks in general, but like, uh, I, you know, I had, you know, the friends that I have made from then I really love. Right. I go back every now and again, play a show or, you know, even though it's a small out. town and there is that it's an artistically artistically supportive small town like we said before but mm. is there that element of like like everyone just knows each other and what's ev- for sure doing? and it is hard to get people out for that reason because it is very sleepy it is like you know gibson's is more of like a retirement home or not home town <laughs> uh it's a retirement home it's a big retirement home um yeah but it, it people do come out there's actually this one place that i recorded part of living parts at it's uh in egmont bc so it's at the very end of the sunshine coast before you take the ferry to powell river and there are these uh these two people that i i knew kind of separately it's like like a he's the father of a friend of mine and also i knew him uh separately they have like this gallery there but it's like this big house in the middle of the wilderness and it's beautiful and they put on house shows there um george connell and pslm and they have everybody from like egmont madeira park just out they like make chili uh, they just, you know, it's so people come and they have, you know, a full meal, like two sets of music. And so they sell tickets for like 20 bucks and they give it all to the artists. And it's just That's like, great. it's so incredible. And I, we were there for about a week, like a full week of just, we stayed wow. up in there in the tower and we recorded, we had like a, like a portable rig set up in the, in the, like the woodshed. It was Is, incredible. Do you have the presence of mind to when you're in that in that environment to be like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, I am so lucky. Like I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm, I'm creating using mm-hmm. uh, the instruments and my tools and my skills. Uh, this is my passion. Like, yeah. did you have that present? Like, are well, you for sure? And also to have, I'm lucky to have like the resources of people who are willing to lend support. Like for that instance, to have somebody who'd be like yeah come up for a week we got a like big house with lots of cool places that you can record and also the people that came with me to have those uh to have the musicians that came with me who want to play with me you know like that's that's incredible to have uh like the producer spencer carson who's like a longtime friend of mine he was actually uh i went to high school with him on the sunshine coast and he produced living parts spencer carson of uh uh, fader master in vancouver uh yeah no it's just uh, super lucky to be able to do that but also like mostly grateful that i have i'm envious of of you that you like musicians you can do that 
Uh, I mean, there's a lot of reasons a comedian would be envious of a musician. I think all comedians <laughs> deep down want to be rock stars right. in, in okay. a way. But uh, I envy that. That's one of the, again, many things. But you can just go, hey, let's cut an album in a camp in the woods totally. uh, if you want to. Whereas totally. if, if a comedian wants to record an album, it, it has to be live and it has right. to be where people congregate. And you there have to like, yeah. Smaller confines. It'd be actually, maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll do the first ever comedy special just out of a like, camp in the woods. Just like get 60 people to join <laughs> you in the woods. I don't even need 60. I'll do it with six. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, a little perfect. audience. <laughs> Tiny little audience. Um, Sky Wallace, this has been an absolute uh, pleasure. Uh, so do you want to play us out? Do you want to play a little something? Yeah, something? that sounds great. I'm into it. Uh, okay, wh- and what are you going to play for us? I'm going to do a new song uh, called Warriors. Warriors. You're going to yeah. play this tonight at, at the Dakota? I am, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So this is a song that's about uh, the Civil War with the woman spying with uh, using her feminine wiles. This is the one you were self-conscious about a little bit, playing in front of your parents. In front of dad. All right, warriors.
Wow. Warrior by Sky Wallace. That was unbelievable. Thank you. Well, holy shit. Where do we go from here? Um, <laughs> Toronto listeners, tonight, go to the Dakota Tavern here uh, and catch, uh, as of six, you said 69 is your slot. Uh, well, I'm on at seven. You'll so Jenny's doing her album release. Uh, she's okay. on at eight. And uh, oh my God, anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm doing a three uh, three show stint with Aura Kogan, who's uh, like a psych folk songstress from vancouver oh, i hate that term songstress but i, it, I don't, it, it's 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 a term it's a term people use <laughs> um uh she's great i'm really excited to do that she we're so we're doing a show on october 29th at uh bar pub saint denis in montreal and then we're doing october 30th at the black sheep inn oh, in, in wakefield. wakefield yeah oh my god yeah uh, october 30th october 30th yeah Oh shit! I wish I was. I go to Wakefield all the time. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, the Black Sheep is great. Yeah, I've never been there. I'm really excited. Fuck, it's gonna be great. All right, Tell it's gonna friends. be. Pa- it's gonna be packed. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It'll be great. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. my, you're gonna love Wakefield. Yeah, I've I've been told that the whole time we were talking about small times, uh, small times, small towns that are. Um, super artistically supportive yeah. wakefield is exact i was thinking of wakefield the entire time i right. should have brought it up yeah because well, now how it would fortuitous. look like i'm making this this up uh, <laughs> but yeah because wakefield is one of those towns it's super small the population like the village itself the right. strip right on the river and it's got uh all these pubs and restaurants the black sheep which right. is a, a a landmark in yeah. canadian music as far as live venues go uh, that's awesome. October 30th yeah. at the Black Sheep Inn. What's your website? Uh, skywallace.com. Skywallace.com. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get uh, living parts there. I think uh, the first thing you come to on my, my um, webpage at least has a player and I think it either redirects you or you can get it there buy either it our, yeah oh, thank you go online buy it on iTunes <laughs> and buy it on a, a, or Bandcamp either way Bandcamp Sky Wallace S-K-Y-E Wallace dot Bandcamp dot com or iTunes I'm gonna guess you get more money more from, from Bandcamp, Bandcamp. Yeah. go to Bandcamp yeah, and buy that Bandcamp. shit and uh, Sky Wallace I cannot thank you enough thank for you doing very this much, this has been a true pleasure and yeah. uh, I'll see you again uh, real soon totally and watch your head it's such a beautiful And there it is, another one in the books. Thanks to my guest, Sky Wallace. Be sure to skip to the end of this outro for uh, another in-studio performance of uh, this song called Blood Moon, another awesome track by Sky Wallace. Uh, Thank you for listening. Always, I appreciate you. Thanks to my producer, Adam Fox, sound engineer, Miles Lacroix. What else? Oh, follow on Instagram and Twitter at JD Comedy Hour. Like the Facebook fan page at uh, facebook.com slash JD Comedy Hour. Email the show pod at jdcomedyhour.com. And that's it. That's all. Mexico, we're thinking of you. 
I blame the Blue Jays and uh, <laughs> Justin Trudeau for Patricia. No, no laughing matter. We're thinking about you. Uh, be safe out there. And as always, watch your head. Backwards down a street. The land and spitter. But the following is all so sweet. It's just a waste of time.
ready for love and the fires burn in my eyes. You are the water's edge. I am scared to get close, but I am not afraid of death. I'm coming close to sunny now, and I am sworn to hide. I'm getting near to figuring it out, and it's you when it's itching my mind. There's a golden rule, and God, you got it's a beacon in the deep dark night. Your bad thing, oh, your bad thing. Get back, get back, yeah. I'm not afraid to use it. Get back, get back, yeah. And I'll burn you to the ground. You smell like danger. I really. Strange, but I don't talk to strangers. Oh, I'm all tattoos and bloody knees. I'll not be so naive. I'll cast a spell now. I'll burn you to the ground. God, Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Oh my God, I'm floored. I'm actually <laughs> I don't even know like what to say. <laughs> That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you very much. The very talented and lovely Sky Wallace, everybody. <laughs> Shit, yeah. That's awesome. you feel good. You feel good? good. Yeah, that's great. Okay, great.